mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chapter 19. Goodbyes. Charlie was waiting up for me. All the house lights were on. My mind was blank as I tried to think of a way to make him let me go. This wasn't going to be pleasant. I'm Vanessa Zoltam. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Why is every house light on? That is so wasteful. Did he like literally go into the upstairs bathroom? and flip the light on is this prison where like when someone has escaped you turn on all the lights is a siren blaring (gasps) he turns on the police siren from his car it's like where is bella do you think that the twilight books are single-handedly responsible for climate change yeah probably 85 percent like edward is ripping trees charlie is turning on basement lights for no reason Okay, I'm done venting about just the opening three sentences of the chapter. Should we tell people about what happens later in the chapter two? I would love to. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. So she goes home with Emmett and Alice and Edward, and she goes in to see Charlie, and she says, go away, Edward. And she slams the door, and she goes upstairs, and they go pack all her stuff, and then she says, Charlie, I'm breaking up with you. I'm moving back to Arizona. And then they drive to the Cullens' house, and... They, like, lift her up and down some stairs, and they get dressed together, and then they drive away in different cars, and then she gets carried some more, and uh, there is, like, a sad kiss, and whatever. There's so much carrying of Bella in this chapter. Bella does not walk a foot. <laughs> Bella is definitely not getting her steps in. Cannot wait to touch upon that in more detail later. Can I count you in? Please. Three, two, one, go. She and Esme switch clothes so that she doesn't like have her scent on her and the tracker will follow Esme instead of her. Um, Charlie is really upset that she's going to leave and is like, Renee is going back to Phoenix because things aren't working really well in Florida. So why don't you wait a week? Um, She tells Edward, I love you, and then kisses his stone face. I don't know. Like action sequence things happen and I like don't care. Would you like to say something you enjoyed? Yeah, I love that Edward sneaks in to help Bella pack. I find packing very stressful. I feel like this is something that you know. Like, no matter what trip I'm going on, I will text you and be like, 
going away for five nights, bringing three pants. Do you think that's enough? So I would really appreciate if a vampire came to help me pack whenever I had to pack. It doesn't seem like he's good at it, though. He's just throwing things into the bag until it's full. I mean, but like emotional support. Like, I often just need an accountability partner. Like, okay, it's now time to pack. I will sit with you while you pack. So, yeah, that's what I liked. What did you like in this chapter? So Bella pretends to break up with Edward in this chapter in order to leave Forks. And watching that happen after I've recommended that for weeks on end was so satisfying. Even though it was all in jest, her screaming and slamming the door saying, go away, Edward. I was like, finally, yes. Her acting was so convincing. I was like, yeah, Bella, tell him. Why do you think she tells Edward not to listen? She's like, don't listen to what I'm about to say. But then she like doesn't say anything bad about him. I thought she was saying to Edward, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Because she was like gonna tell Charlie, he's stalking me. And that's why I have to go. And like all these horrible things. But she says nothing bad about Edward, so why couldn't he listen? She not only says nothing bad, she says, I love him too much to stay because I don't want to be here. She ended up complimenting him. Right. That's where my enjoyment dipped. I was like, oh, the moment's over. (laughs) (laughs) Happy moment gone. Wah, wah. Julia, do you have any advice to start us off with? Well, as we touched on, Bella does not walk a single step in this chapter. She is carried like a football. I think Edward carries her to her house. Alice and Esme lift her by her shoulders down the stairs. And Esme also just like does a fireman's carry and like hoists her upstairs. And then at the end of the chapter, there's this revelation where Alice asks, oh, can I carry you now? And Bella's so honored. But she can be walking. She has two legs. And as I've mentioned before, it is like a seven on one vampire scenario so they can really spare the extra moments that it takes for Bella to walk up the stairs herself. And I would love to see her walk. So your advice is walk. Hashtag let her walk. <laughs> okay, so your advice is for everybody else that they should let her walk. I know Bella has some dependency issues, but we have never before seen that she refuses to walk upstairs herself. Walk to and from the car. She usually kind of takes pride in going places, even if she's bad at it. This will only exacerbate her future inability to, like, walk over a route or something. Well, my advice is actually that but more, which is, Bella, you should really be advocating to do everything yourself that you can do yourself. There's, like, this idea of learned helplessness. And, like, here's a list of just some things that Bella lets happen for her in this chapter. One, Esme cuffs her pants for her. Two, Esme undresses her like you do a toddler for bath time and then dresses her. Three, Emmett unbuckles her. These are just the ones like off the top of my head. Bella, they are treating you like a toddler. My advice is to act like a toddler and slap their hands and say what was proudly my first sentence. I'll do it myself. (laughs) And be like, no, I can literally dress myself. We've seen multiple scenes before of her getting dressed. Just like of her being clothed, which (laughs) insinuates that she can dress herself. 
maybe because they're all so old and have been like dead for so long, they've forgotten developmental milestones. And so like maybe they think when they're not around, Charlie is doing all of these things for her. I mean, if Esme is really thinking that, it only makes it more creepy when she's like, I'm so happy you joined our family, baby toddler. <laughs> yeah. And she's a very advanced toddler in other ways, right? Like lots of complete. So actually, she doesn't use a lot of complete sentences. Because of the dot, dot, dots. Yeah. And like lack of nouns. Maybe they think she's a toddler. I mean, but if she's a toddler, then what is Charlie who does nothing for himself? He could not even microwave. I don't know. But like Charlie isn't their immediate concern. Mm -hmm. Like you don't go and start like helping other people's toddlers. (laughs) Like you're in charge of your own toddler. They've adopted Bella. Now they feel like they need to take care of her. So is your advice to stop doing that? Yeah, my advice is to stop. There's enough regression happening. I don't want to see Bella, like, go back into diapers and, like, starting to crawl, right? Like, stop, everybody. She can unbuckle her own seatbelt. She can cuff her own pants. She can take off her own shirt. She can walk. And if she can't, then she needs to learn. And maybe do a positive reward system of, like, she gets an M&M when she does it herself. But, like, we need an intervention. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they don't consider her an adult, they're very stupid for listening to her plan about how to escape the evil vampire. So ah, kids sometimes have really good ideas. <laughs> what second piece of advice do you have? I don't know who it's to, but we hear that Bella knows the lines of Renee when she walked out of Charlie's life. She says, just let me go, Charlie. I repeated my mother's last words as she'd walked out the same door so many years ago. So Bella was a baby when this happened, so I assume she doesn't remember it herself. So the options are Renee, a little wine drunk, being like, and then I said to Charlie, just let me go. And I walked out that door (laughs) over and over again. And Bella's Mm -hmm. learned it. Or (laughs) Charlie, sad after microwave lasagna, staring at his wedding photos on the walls, was like, Bells. And she said to me, just let me go, Charlie. And I watched her walk away. And so my advice is to whichever parent does this, <laughs> that they should not repeatedly reenact her parents' breakup in front of her. So this bothered me also. And I actually saw a third option, which is, you know, in Gilmore Girls that Lorelai gets into bed with Rory on her birthday every year and tells her the story of her birth. Mm-hmm. I pictured Renee on the anniversary of her leaving Charlie Crawling into bed with Bella, being like, and this is the night that we came to Phoenix. And what I said to him was, like, it's like some beautiful story of, like, this is a special moment between us. (laughs) I just kind of like the image of Charlie doing it. Both of those seem really tempting to me. Then really, why hasn't he taken down the wedding photos? So hung up on Renee. She's clearly a catch. Also weird that Bella chooses to use something her parents said in a romantic sense in a father-daughter sense. Par for the course for this book. I'm not shocked at all. Not shocked at all. Just noting. Just wanted to flag. Yeah. Just would have been remiss if I let it pass us right by. (laughs) Low-hanging fruit. Best to grab it. Do you have a second piece of advice for someone? I do. I would like to advise Bella a little bit about love. She says that Charlie isn't going to love her anymore after she leaves. 
And that's not what love is. You can love things that aren't right in front of you. And then again, like she says to Edward, like, I love you. I don't want to be apart from you for three days. I don't know if this is like an object permanence problem. Like she thinks that if you're not in front of someone, you can't love it. But I just would like to encourage her, like, you can love things from a distance. You can love things that have hurt and disappointed you. These are, like, all things that you can do, Bella. Love is very strong. I know. And if Charlie's out there still loving Renee after she's been gone for however knows how long, she should really have an example of Charlie is very committed. Yeah. Someone has said these lines (laughs) to him before who he is not biologically related to, and he still has her photo in his living room. Yeah, I'm not worried about that for her. You know, it's interesting with all of the books that she reads that she doesn't have a better understanding of love. She's read Wuthering Heights twice. Heathcliff loves Catherine long after it's appropriate. After she's dead. But that's not remarkable about Heathcliff. Bella has only loved Edward after he was dead. (laughs) So true. 
Get her upstairs and trade clothes, Edward commanded. She stared back at him with livid disbelief. Why should I, she hissed. What is she to me, except a menace, a danger you've chosen to inflict on all of us? Speaking truth to power. He tries to boss her around. She's like, no fucking way. Actually, this is a great other piece of advice, right? Bella, hang out with Rosalie. She would be such a good role model for you. I know. I guarantee you Rosalie knows how to buckle and unbuckle herself. She astounded me. I wish there was more of her. She was doing great. Putting Edward in his place. Imagine if your brother talked to you like that. (laughs) He didn't even say please. So what do you want to put in Bella's care package this week? I want to give Bella a compound bow so that she can join the quote unquote hunting party. The hunting party sounded extremely fun. Carlisle, Emmett, and Edward about to ride around in their harness jeep looking to kill James. And going to Vampire Witness Protection Program to Phoenix with Alice and Jasper just doesn't seem that exciting. Seems like a lost opportunity. Maybe she could regain a little agency, her compound bow, try to shoot James up, kill her attacker. That's my, that's what I give her. I love that. Wouldn't that be fun? Imagine if she was a vampire hunter. Such a better book. (laughs) What would you like to put in her care package? I want to get Bella, you know how like in soccer, you have like a yellow card and a red card to like tell someone like, ooh, you're on warning. And then red card, they get like evicted from the game. I want to give Bella those so she can communicate to Edward like yellow card, you're messing up right now. And then she can red card him. And then he like, again, like has to go into the penalty box. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't get to talk for a certain amount of time. What moment in this chapter do you want her to yellow or red card him? Oh my God. All of the moments when he doesn't even ask her if she wants to change clothes, like yellow card, even though he's not going to pay attention, I think that it will at least call his attention to the fact that he's like doing awful things all the time. I agree that they need this, but it also would be superfluous if they could actually communicate in the way of a normal relationship, which doesn't use cards, but instead uses words. Yeah, I'm just giving up hope on that. <laughs> it's been hundreds of pages and it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Julia. Yeah, Let's that makes just sense. Give up. My advice is to you. Give up on <laughs> lost causes. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that she had so much fun at the fake baseball game that she's going to go to Phoenix and go to the Diamondbacks game. And there are like 30,000 people at a baseball game. And so James is going to get distracted and just eat someone else. Mm. What do you think is going to happen to Phil's tragically failing minor league baseball career? You think he's going to have a comeback? Oh, no, (laughs) I don't. I think he's washed up. Phil has two options. He needs to give up or start roids. Wow, that's dark. I can send him a care package. I can send him some steroids in a care package. He can give it one last effort. This is the early 2000s. Everyone was doing steroids. So he's probably already done them. He's probably washed up and on steroids. Phil, my advice to you is to quit. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a parenting handbook from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. The show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I am Dr. Spock. We are a production of Mossari Productions and are distributed by Acast. We'll talk to you in a few days. Support us on Patreon. Write a review. Thank you. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.